We are kindly sponsored by Sliderstock. They are a bespoke auction and e-commerce platform. So if you guys need them, hit them up at www.sliderstock.com. Today we have Laura, Buddy and Bo on our podcast. It's such a treat to have you. Um, So we met years ago, didn't we? It was probably three years ago. Yeah, so yeah, Yeah. at Dashentown. Yes. Yeah, we met up, um, yeah, to meet, to go to the dog festival that is dedicated to Dashens. Which was so good, by the way was amazing I remember you rocked up I think you only had four at the time you just got maybe even oh yeah I just got Ivy yeah Ivy and you rocked up and I was like oh my god her life is a dream (laughs) I'm looking at my future (laughs) just buddy on my lap like yeah you just had buddy as well I I did I know and we met Arlo as well we did when it was just him oh I know everyone's growing everyone's getting more (laughs) funny that isn't it addictive it is um so yeah you've got buddy and Bo. Mm-hmm. um so tell us about them because they are beautiful they just completely turned my life upside down um there's like you know when you try and put into words just like what they do for you like what like like it's just impossible to get out everything to- i totally agree like i got um Buddy very um, sort of quickly after uh, I lost my father and he legit just like, it's crazy. It's like he saved me. It was. Yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be like he he was actually supposed to go to somebody else and (gasps) they backed out at five weeks old and I called her and and she was like, drove up the next day, three hours up north and secured him and then my gosh went on from there my my mum fell so in love with him she then got Stella yes and then I got Bo <laughs> about two years after that and then mm. and then my mum got Dulcie who's a buddy's granddaughter so it's just they're just so beautiful and they all get on don't they they do like yeah I have two two boys both intact they get on like a house on they're, they're just so loving to each other and my mum has the two girls. And then when all four of us get together, there's they're, they're just like this little happiest little pack. They just love each other so much. That's so gorgeous. And how is it? Like you've just said you both Buddy and Bo are intact. Mm. Um, and they both get on absolutely fine, don't they? Yeah. But we you hear all the time of one and two intact males, three intact males, whatever, um, that just don't get on. I guess it's something just, it's mainly personality then, I suppose, isn't it? 100%. 100%. I think if I had got Bo first and Bo acted uh, in the nervous behaviour that he does, because he's he is a bit reactive. Yeah. He walks. He's just very nervous of anything he's unsure of. He's not aggressive. He would. He's never bitten. He just will hide. Um, I think if I had Bo, I don't think I could have got a second oh really I really do think it would have been a really tough a different story yeah like 
getting them to bond would have been really difficult because for Bo, it probably would have been like, who is this outsider coming into my home? Which yeah. I think is probably the way for a lot of intact males. But Buddy is like... He's so chilled, isn't he? He's soul. Like, he'll love anyone and everyone. Like, dog, person, baby, anything. So gorgeous. And he, uh, yeah, basically just welcome like he was a bit confused I won't even like he, he wasn't like instant yeah he was confused he was like what is this little potato shaped <laughs> coming into my house but after a few weeks settled and now they are just yeah besties watching the birds out the window together as we speak oh my gosh cute. <laughs> so you said you got built quite someone uh, Sorry, but you got Buddy because somebody dropped out. But how did you go about finding the breeder for Buddy? Um, so I searched on the Casey website. I basically contacted a few, um, got a feel, spoke to them. I think it's really important to build a relationship. Definitely. Like to just call someone and be like, do you have puppies? Give me a puppy. Like, and yeah. then... And I'd be like, uh, no. Do the transaction and walk away and be like, I've got one I want. Like, it's like you are literally just buying a product. I think that's what I really dislike the concept of buying a dog, like, it's just a thing. Yeah. It, it, I think it needs to be like the same process as like adopting a child. Like, it's not. And 100%. Like, you, I remember rocking up um, when we, and, and I spoke to her and she put me on a list. And then when they backed out, she called. Uh, we literally dropped everything and drove, yeah, three hours up north. And then oh three gosh. hours back the next day to get him, to, to secure him, sorry, to, to yeah. put it down. And she, oh, like interviewed me. Like it was like an interrogation. And I, I remember leaving going, oh my God. Like, <laughs> is this I, the right thing to do? My God. Did, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Yeah. Like, because she even said, like, it wasn't even a, a sure deal at the beginning. It was like, oh, well, we'll let you know. It was like an interview, like a job. Yeah. Did you answer these questions correctly? And will you be the right household for one of my pups? Because she looks at her puppies like her own. like Babies, yeah. There were contracts. You know, I think that's really important, like, to have a contract. Definitely. If you can no longer look after this dog for whatever it comes back to you, yeah, straight like Buddy will go straight back to her, and I think that's fabulous. At first, it was all very like oh, overwhelming, yeah. Very, I was I was a first time dog owner, but now I look back at it and I'm like, everybody should do it like that. Yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, hundred absolutely. Like every like all these things at the moment with lockdown dogs um, and prices just shooting through the roof, like. Uh, she hasn't like my breeder has kept her price at the exact same same yeah for her, for her it's not some money windling thing where she can just get as much out of people as she wants she just wants to know her dogs are in the best homes possible. best homes yeah. yeah that's amazing and did you get both from the same breeder or did you get him elsewhere yeah so no he was from another lady a really lovely lady down in Essex um because my breeder, she doesn't, she doesn't breed loads and often. She says yeah. she doesn't have them enough to be able to go to her every year and be like, oh, and I, I need another one. No. <laughs> he, yeah, Bud was getting to two and a half, and I thought I don't want him to be 
too old. I don't want like that. So they can still play. And yeah, yeah. I wanted him to still have that fun puppy energy um, because he is quite a grumpy old man sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found, uh, I actually, by that point, I built up such a good um, relationship with so many fellow Dash and, and dog mums on Instagram. Um, I ended up, speaking to a fellow friend online and she rep- she recommended her breeder who was a breeder of a shade of cream um and basically we just yeah I texted her we called went about that and then uh I went and viewed him a couple of, I think they were a week old when I spoke to her and then at five weeks old we went and viewed him oh the litter and I definitely went off a picture thinking I was going to pick a different one but then Um, when you got there he stole my heart he was the most rambunctious like (laughs) naughty puppy (laughs) like oh he has my heart I need him (laughs) I always end up picking the naughty ones always it just you just uh, I don't know I was like oh look at him being naughty I need that in my life (laughs) (laughs) Um, amazing. And so what made you get Bo then? I just, I definitely am one for don't get a dog because you feel your dog needs a friend. Like get a dog because you want a dog. Um, but then at the same time, I think I was a bit 50, 50. I was like, yeah. Oh, I like, I want all the dogs, obviously. Who doesn't? Of course. <laughs> dogs over kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> with you. Basically, just wanted, yeah, for us to have another just joyful little creature in our lives. I just don't think yes. a, I don't think a home's a home without some form of an animal. If that's a bird, a cat, a dog, definitely. It's like, yeah, we need just company for for him, for us as well. Um, now there's like sometimes that I'll pop out and if it's hard to take both dogs because say I'm maybe going into London or things like yeah obviously prior to COVID um going into London and things two dogs can be quite hard with you're picking them up and things but now I can take one and then James still has like one at home one at home and it's just yeah really lovely and then when they're together they're great and then they're fine on their own as well so yeah love it you can't beat it who knows (laughs) Leaving us in suspense there. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that Bo's quite nervous and can be a little bit reactive, but you've done so much work to try and improve that and help him get over it a little bit. Um, but how have you done it? <laughs> <laughs> where do you begin? <laughs> where do I begin? It's one of those things where uh, you want to kind of go... Oh, like when he was little, something traumatic happened and that, no, like we did nothing. (laughs) We did everything with him. And if anything, we were like, we've done this before. We know what we're doing. We're pros. Yeah. Like we know how to socialize him. He still ended up being a really anxious dog for God knows what reason. Um, Just nervous, like Mm. A dog, a, a person he doesn't know, um, a dog he doesn't know. Uh, normally, it's when they're a lot bigger. Like he's actually 
quite okay with fellow Dachshunds or dogs of the same size. Yeah. Um, would approach, he would just go into barking and it was like constant. Like it like it was like a warn warning bark of like I'm loud, I'm scary, like just please don't come near me. Don't come near me, which I think is quite common for this breed. Um, you know, small dog syndrome or whatever you want to call it. Um totally is a thing though. Yeah, definitely is. And when people say, Oh, they're a barky breed, I'm like, oh, you can get ones that aren't. Buddy doesn't really bark at all, but Prepare yourself for the fact that you, that you could that just love to hear the sound of their own voice. Like, yeah. We've so, got a few of them. Yeah. So we um I basically just started with positive reinforcement, basically just trying to prove to him that what he was scared of, he had no need to be scared of. So he would look at the thing, object, person, dog, whatever, and then he would be rewarded. Um but it got to a point where he was really, really still quite nervous. And I think it was like overpowering his... Just way too much for him to take in. You know, you get really anxious. Sometimes it's like impossible to... So I was like, right. through it, yeah. How do I go about this? Um, So I looked into CBD oil, um, which has really just helped take that edge off of his nerves. It was very, very low. I think it was like 3%. Um. And we got somewhere with it. We were starting to see his reactions really, really going like less. And then I hit another wall (laughs) and was like, how am I going to get through this? And we contacted an incredible behavioralist um, who came out and basically opened us up to confidence building in the house to help outside the house. Yeah. It was just sort of like skills I didn't know. Um, And he has gone from this dog that would bark at someone in a high vis a hundred meters off. <laughs> I can now walk past another person and their dog. Nothing. Zero reaction. Amazing. And it's been a long year and a bit of, you know, training every day, but I feel like it's made our bond stronger. Like hundred percent. And they say, don't they, that because we have the same issue with Apple and we're still working yeah. on it, but we have the same it's, they say that if you build the bond between you, then it that alone makes them feel more comfortable when you're around. So it, it's it it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It's like if you're out, if you go for a walk with a stranger, you're going to be more nervous of maybe like somebody might be following you. But if you are with someone who you trust, then it's like oh, I, I feel okay about this. A hundred percent and. I'm with you completely. Like when people are like, oh, why does why does the dog act that way? It's like, well, just put yourself in the same. Like he's a creature with feelings and emotions. Yeah. Not as high as and intellectually as ours. But if you feel unsure about things and don't want to do things, like you don't. And the same for him. Like, yeah. His way of going, I don't want to do this is bark, bark, bark. (laughs) Like, yeah. And it's like, fair, we'll we'll get through this together, we'll work it out. Um, I definitely notice when it's me and them on a walk, he, with because I watch his tail, a lot of its tail and like where his tail is sitting on how he's feeling, he'll be a bit, tiny bit more anxious still compared to when James comes on a walk with us. So when it's the four of us as a family. He feels happy about it. It's like, oh, we're complete. Like we are all together. Oh, how interesting. When I feel most at safe when both... I guess, you know, mum and dad are here. Yeah. 
and I feel most relaxed. And he is, yeah, he's fabulous. He's really cool. Oh my God, he'll come to me no matter what. So I'm through the roof with him and how it's come about. He's looking at me right now. <laughs> he's like, are you talking about me? That is a burning. <laughs> Love it. Um, so what's like a day in the life of Buddy and Bo? What's that like? Um, so I wake up, I'm very lucky um, to be able to work from home. Um, so they are at my feet or on my lap or try and be on my lap, you know, 24-7. All day. <laughs> <laughs> they are the epitome of a lap dog. Um, just want to be with you 24-7. So yeah, we'll yeah. wake up, I'll come downstairs, we'll go out, we'll come in. Then it's like breakfast and snuggles, either on the sofa or in bed. Um, because Buddy needs his like at least half an hour nap after the sleep he's had all yeah. day. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, he needs the 30 minutes in the morning to still rest. Just come round and <laughs> So we'll go from that to maybe a walk. Um, we live sort of in the countryside. So, you know, I'll chuck on my, well, at the moment, my wellies. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross, isn't it? Um, we'll go for like an hour walk, two hour walk, depending. Um, and then we'll come back. They'll either need a bath or don't because they... Oh my God, you have long heads. Oh. <laughs> yep. They will either bring all the mud home with them or branches and leaves just attached. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we'll uh, come home. They'll sit with me while I do work. Um, uh, they'll have a chew maybe to distract. That's always a great one, you know, when you're just like, oh, just give them this. I just need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Please just leave me alone for five seconds while I just give them something. Um, then James will either come home or currently come downstairs from the office <laughs> um, the excitement that he has you know been gone all day is real and they will just go crazy that he has come downstairs oh, so cute it's like you could you can go for five minutes or you can go for 50 minutes or the whole day yes that is so true get back is still the same every time um we'll do dinner uh Maybe some like mental games in the evening, whether that's just throwing a ball or playing tug, because they're very different. Bud's very ball orientated, will chase things. Yeah. And then if he feels like bringing it back to you, he'll bring it back to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bo is very tug orientated. Like it's like, oh, I want to play tug with you. So they're very different in their play skills. So sometimes James will take one. And, and you'll I'll do the other. And we'll just sit on the floor in the living room and play the games, either or, or both of them, however it goes. And then normally cuddles, cuddles all night, all evening, cuddles, kisses, just wanting to be literally like absorbing your body heat. like. A- <laughs> 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 but that's about it. Yeah. Our, our, days, our days are very, um, as I would say, very orientated around them. Like, yeah. Like, I think if I didn't have them, what, what would, would you I do? Queen my time. Yeah, literally, what would I do? What would I do without my dogs? I'd be a very bored person. <laughs> same. I'm so miserable. It would be so it would be the same. I know. So, yeah, they they are 
the main bubble of my day every day. So that's what oh, I love that. Um, what what's your favorite thing about Daxons in general? One thing. Put me on the spot there with that. I know. Um, probably taking it back to just how loving they are. Mm. Just how they want to just be with you all the time. Like they become a part of you. They're like an extra limb, aren't they? It is. It's like I go like we last year we went away for Valentine's Day, both me and James. And we were like, first time ever since getting Buddy. So that was four years in January. First time ever the two of us went on a Valentine's Day weekend away last February. By day three, (laughs) both of us were going, oh, my God, I missed you. remember seeing this on Instagram and you both were just like, when are we going back to the top? We went away for five days and by day three, both of us were going... I love you. I love being with you. Like we were, we, we loved being just the two of us, but we felt like not something whole. missing. Yeah. yeah, it was like, where are the dogs? Where is our our little? Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, you can. I can go for a day. I can go for a few days, and just not being with them or around them is weird. So I mm-hmm. think that's my favorite. Just for me how much they take over your life I know for some people that like for for some people that's why you know all breed that's why we say all breeds are different because they really are who has a lifestyle that is very jet setty you know a dachshund probably isn't the best for them because they need to be with you all the time and makes them very sad and it makes me sad too not being with them so yes it's not very nice um and what's your not the worst thing maybe the biggest fear about owning like what do you what what don't you enjoy about it I think it's possibly the same as any dachshund owner and that is IVDD yeah I think that is the one fear I always have um will they suffer from this issue that the breed can come you know can suffer from um you you have to prepare you know it's something you just prepare and you cover all bases as best you can um with insurance um having them i choose to have them crate chained um in case you know ever surgery recovery was needed um but it's just always something to hold on to i don't let it plague my mind every day but I think it's something if you're you have to think about and prepare yeah if you're going to own this breed you have to think about it as a picture as the big picture could this affect them and are you willing or able to handle it if it did so that would be my biggest fear I don't think negatives about them as a breed I can know except for that So you crate train and mm-hmm. so do we. Um, and there's just so many reasons why, like, for crate training, isn't there? There's so many. And I can hands down say to you, when I went to my breeder for Buddy and she turned around and said, crate training, you'll need a crate. My brain, as a never owned a dog before, was like, putting him in a crate? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, like he'll have a bed or be in bed with us. Like, don't know. No. I, and then you look into it, you you research it, you learn all the benefits of it for their behavior, for everything, being able to sustain longer periods of time with their bladder, everything like is so beneficial. I think just IVDD thing, even that alone no. should be enough because we've yeah. had two of Missy and Duke have both had IVDD. Oh. And I remember with Do Duke, not, it was just... Oh, it, honestly, it's awful. But I think people underestimate the recovery time with it. It's, I mean, now you literally wouldn't know that they've had it because they've recovered so well. But that was partly to do with the fact that they were crate trained. Mm-hmm. And like eight weeks crate rest wasn't a problem. I mean, don't get me wrong, they got fed up. But it was like far easier than if we hadn't have crate trained it was like me I, I I had surgery um two years ago just before we got buddy and I needed a bed rest for a week don't get me wrong god I was bored yeah did it mean that I you know was better after a week of just resting and recovering and healing yeah like, it made it all better like yeah that's the thing it, yeah so they're not in this crate going why am I in this crate? Get me out of here. Yeah. Being more stressed, maybe even thrashing around and injuring themselves first. Yeah. Than having the knowledge, because you've trained them to be in there and to be happy. And they're like, oh, this is just where I chill. This is my safe spot. This is my den. I'll just. I love it here. Yeah. I'll just yeah. sit. I get my food brought to me. I get my, I get given blankets and chews. Like, why would I want to be anywhere else? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and what did you find Buddy and Bo quite easy to create train? So um, Buddy was actually my breeder. She was, oh my God, Buddy's breeder. She is, I could literally screen the rafters how incredible she is because he came to me. Great train. Partly toilet trained. Um, he could do a few sort of basic commands, sit, pour, and he was, she sort of, I think it's about a week and a half before he came home to us at 10 weeks, had been made to be okay overnight on a crate, like away from litter mates as well, not just mum, like he was just given that opportunity to learn that being by himself was fine. fine. And I think a lot of puppies don't get that. And then they get left alone for the first time in their new homes. Like the humans leave for the day and it's like, I'm alone for the first time. What do I do? Like, yeah, it's I'm awful. Room. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm, I'm tiny. <laughs> like, yeah. So he was, I remember we put him in his crate and it, obviously small bladder as a puppy. So I think it was 11 till five in the morning the first night. Yeah lack of sleep for a bit when they're that small but then gradually as he grew and as he would hold it longer and yeah you know the night just went quicker and yeah absolutely amazing and then Bo who wasn't actually crate trained on his own but he picked it up off Bud like yeah I find that too instantly two crates next to each other I I don't I wouldn't put them in with each other especially Mm. when Bo was that tiny at first um but he picked it up straight. And I remember putting them in and going to bed and waking up and being like, is everything okay? 
why was there no screaming or crying all night? Came downstairs, they were happy to see me. No messes, no issues. Perfect. Like so good. So I definitely think if uh, I think if we'd have been given Buddy and he hadn't have had any of that, it would have been a process. It can be hard. Yeah, it can be super hard. It, but again, it depends on the dog. It depends on the breeder, how they brought them up. It, it There's so many different. And as well, like I, I do crate training with all my puppies before they go as well. But even then, some dogs still with the new environment and everything, yeah. it's just it's just so dependent. So I don't think any, Missy was awful to crate train. <laughs> oh, my God. God, but she's like sassy, so can you? <laughs> she is. Um, but then I've, all of the others have been absolutely fine, so yeah. it's kind of like just exactly. depends, doesn't it? It, does, it totally depends, like mm. on every aspect. But it's just about taking a second, evaluating it, seeing what you need to change, or don't. Not running to them the moment they scream to you because then they teach you that... Go running up and save I, them. I've downstairs on the sofa for two weeks. When will this stop? When you stop running downstairs and sleeping on the sofa with them all night? Yep. They have legit trained you. Oh, if I cry, she, she comes. comes. <laughs> oh, they're so clever. They are. Um, what is your biggest piece of advice for anyone thinking of getting a Dachshund? Research. Oh my God. And, and I know that is so broad of a statement, but yeah. legit is you need to research every single element from, uh, K, you know, if they're KC health tested, you can now have IVD screening. Like there is everything like, all the stuff afterwards of you need loads of blankets is like a, a less, <laughs> but when you're in the process of about to get one, I think learning all the things on what coat colors are healthy, um, what to look out for, um, just in the breeder themselves, like everything just, yeah. And if that's coming to Instagram Dachshund mums and asking them questions, like from... Do it. Do it. Like I love when people drop into my DMs and are like, please help me. Like, does this, is this a red flag? Should I be worried? Yes. <laughs> Hell to the yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are not wanting to answer your questions or give you information. Like run the other way because... And if I can stop somebody from possibly picking up a puppy from a puppy farm or a mill or just somebody who's just overbreeding. Irresponsible, yeah. Irresponsible person. Oh, I'm just, I, yeah. From, it just, yeah, just research. I am I, 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 the exact same. I feel really passionate about this. I'm the exact same <laughs> as you because, you know, especially like you've got tons and tons of followers so people might think oh I won't message her she might not reply and it's not the case like if you're wanting help the first place like Mm -hmm. just come and and ask like I'm always happy to help always I pretty much reply to every single message unless it's a stupid message which (laughs) something ridiculous or it's just a oh they're cute like like a yeah. generic message if it's a question somebody is generally asking me yeah. I will give the answer that 
as, as best as I can. I yeah. understand, like, you know, I am not the n- knowledgeable of every single element of vaccines. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm not the queen or anything. Yeah. Legit. But you can do I, your best. I can do my best. And if somebody asks me a question that I even maybe don't fully know the answer to, I will go out of my way to try and find that out for them. If that's contacting my breeder and asking her, if that's going to fellow Dachshund people and asking them if they've ever experienced this, like I will even go a step further just to try and help somebody because otherwise they could go down the line, be like, oh, I'll, I'll just go for it, sod it. And then they get, a puppy that possibly has health issues or and don't get me wrong like all puppies deserve to be loved but if that's not something they were preparing for then it's it's maybe not the right decision you know maybe it's not the right choice for them in that moment and it could be a struggle and then they could turn around and go actually I can't do this and then yeah it's rehomed because they couldn't do it and then that puppy goes to another home and by that time the puppy's on a second home and it will struggle even more, and it will maybe even act up more, and then get rehomed again. Like, it's just a... It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Such a vicious cycle. And also just not putting money into the pockets of these breeders that... Just don't care. ...using these creatures for a profit and for their income, because, yeah. Yeah. If a little bit of research can go a long way in finding somebody who does it for the love and for the care, like yourself, (laughs) Yes. I, I wouldn't recommend, like, if you did have millions of Dachshunds that could have a, you know, and you did it generically and professionally, I'd always recommend you, especially as someone oh. who produces these beautiful, healthy puppies that are brought up in the best lifestyle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just think, just, you know, never be afraid to, to message people and that's what research is all about. Someone said to me the other day, I think I put it on my, someone asked a question about something. Um, and I said that, and I, uh, the answer was research. And they were like, but research where? And I was like, there are so many pieces of information out there. Obviously make sure you try and get it from a reliable source, but. But yeah, like this is what I was saying. When people say, oh, what do you mean? Sometimes, and I understand it's not always correct. You know, Google. Yeah. Understand it's not always. Yeah. But I can emphasize to you right now that the two obviously coat colors that me and you have discussed many a time of double dapple and dilutes, blues Isabella's, that have these health issues a lot of the time. You legit just have to Google dilute dachshunds or double. Or or blue dachshund or Isabella, Isabella, lilac, any of those. First box that comes up underneath that Google search is the list of things that can go wrong with them. The CAD, the color alopecia disorder, the hair loss. The, it, like, do you know? That's blindness. The, the blind, yeah. yeah, in double dapples, the blindness, the deafness, and um, the hair, all of it. It is a that is a simple, literal Google search. Yeah, information is given to you straight away would save so many dogs being suffered because then you wouldn't put your money into the breeder's pocket and they wouldn't then continue to, to breed that colour because it looks or it looks it looks it's a cute little grey puppy and it's oh yeah <laughs> yeah we, we feel quite strongly about this we if, do, if we you have not gathered about this quite often <laughs> um 
what's the one piece of information that you think you've learned about dachshunds that you didn't know prior to owning one? Oh, well, it's everything in a, in a, in a general aspect, obviously, as I learned, um, Oh God. It's hard. It's a very hard question. Yeah. I've obviously learnt everything about them. And then I've gone out of my way to be to to for it to be a thing that I'm passionate about learning. I enjoy now finding yeah. I'm to this day, four years down the line, going, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. And awesome. Like I now know that's like even if it's history about them, you know, back yeah. where they were like the bread, like Back in Germany, when they were, you know, pr- pr- made hunting, yeah, obviously Dachshund or, or the pr- pr- proper pronunciation is Dachshund, yeah, uh, Badger Dog. What they were bred, for, uh, all of it. I think it's there is not one bit of knowledge on them that I'm not happy. I know because yeah. really, yeah, to just own a dog and be like, I don't know much about them. <laughs> yeah whatever yeah it's not not a great start is it yeah (laughs) um and what do you because obviously there's loads of puppies at the moment and loads of people getting puppies and we've seen on instagram as well Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on the puppy boom so to speak oh the puppy boom (sighs) (laughs) no Um, no I think obviously if somebody went along the way of it in the sense of oh I I have free time now due to COVID I have maybe other dogs Uh, or I have the free like that that is great but a lot of people I think misused this scenario as oh I have the time now and then things went back to normal Mm, all of a sudden, yeah. they have time for this needy little puppy that they've then also spent 24 hours a day with, possibly. Like it has no skills to be left alone. Left on its own, yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, I just think that there is going to be a massive issue if that's in rehoming things on, like, you know, rescues, all of that. It is going to be an issue. Um, from the backlash of this which is very sad it's so sad it makes me so mortified and keep seeing articles on online and on facebook and things like that and it's like yeah oh my god i just feel for these poor pooches that have maybe not going to get the best home and yeah well, it breaks my heart yeah the whole thing i do hope that it settles down now um and the people are getting dogs because they you know have the time they have the time for the dog outside of covid restrictions anything like i'm stuck in home because i'm in lockdown they realize when stuff goes back to normal and i have a job and i'm out the house from eight in the morning till five o'clock at night six o'clock at night they realize that they might have to be paying for a dog walker every day or they might have to be paying for daycare every day because to leave a dog for that on its own time, like nearly the entire day and then you come home you're tired all you want to do is eat chill on the sofa and repeat five days a week like it's not sustainable for a dog to live that way so yeah 
fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, a hundred percent. Fingers crossed. All these babies will be okay. Any puppy in this situation that is either already ended up in a, in a rescue or been rehomed already once already that they, you know, fingers crossed, end up in some. Yeah. Um. So, just another question. Yeah. Um. What food do you feed Buddy and Bo on? I think that's always interesting. I love asking people this. So. Buddy um, is raw fed. Um, we have him on um, an 80-10-10. And then on top of that, because 80-10-10 is only the real basics of a raw diet, we then have him on vitamins, oils, CBD, like um, not CBD, sorry, uh, omega-3. Um, she, uh, God, the list. Uh, we even use um, liquid lamb's fat, like everything that just can cover the whole basis of his needs health yeah health, because actually a unbalanced raw diet is just as bad as, as an unbalanced kibble diet yes exactly so definitely if you're looking into raw feeding you it's not just you can buy completes which are fabulous completes have everything a dog needs but if you're doing 80 10 10 it there is loads of other stuff you need to add Bo, unfortunately um he doesn't get on with it, does he? No, he has allergies to chicken and beef, um, which is actually quite common um, in a lot of dogs. Um, but it means that a lot of raw meals that sometimes like the offal is chicken, because obviously it's a cheaper meat to yeah. work with. It just means a lot, of, like he just would never, it would just upset his tummy. Um, so he is on a cold press, um, which is cooked at a, super low temperature low, yeah in comparison to um like generic kibble which basically is cooked at a high temperature and you know burns out all the wipes out all yeah good nutrients um and he's on that with uh with a duck sausage because duck is a protein that he can handle and it's sort of one of those uh like cooked duck like grades oh, yes yeah yeah edges mixed in and we may add that just because obviously kibble is quite boring um think for mm-hmm. any yeah it's a bit of variety so we just mix up the sausage in there so he has a bit of flavor and taste because yeah Aww. i look at my dogs and go oh, is, is that tasty enough for you i know i oh, when that's... one of them goes off their food i'm always like oh my god it's awful oh my god what's happened oh, <laughs> i had that with buddy when he was a puppy like he was six months old went off i'm talking vets x-rays like wouldn't eat for a week couldn't explain what was wrong we went the whole hog to try and figure it out um they gave him uh cat food at the vets to try and get him to eat something and he ate it and then he came back we switched his food and he was fine it was like nothing had gone wrong they literally couldn't tell me what was wrong with i was like so you're telling me he's just really fussy they were stubborn they were like stubborn and fussy. I was like fabulous, seven hundred pound down the oh drain. Look, my dog wasn't enjoying his food, so we swapped it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if, that, if that's something to tell Dax and Donors, just prepare. yeah, you'll either have a dog that gorges himself and needs a slow feeder bowl, or a dog that you give the best food possible and they look at it and look at you and go, "No thanks, oh, I'm not fancying this right now." <laughs> no. I totally can empathise with that because, um, yeah, well, to be fair, all of mine are just so greedy. I have that in Bo. Bo will just... (laughs) 
awful. Like literally, if you pretended to give them a treat and it was like a bit of cardboard, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, like it'd be gone and it'd be like you literally didn't even realize that that was cardboard. Oh my god! Yeah, bad. It's Don't really bad. I give Buddy something and he has to like smell, inspect it, check it out. <laughs> Like, Jay's not got poison all over yeah, it. Off with it. Spin it around a few times, double check it, lift it. Like, I'm like, are you going to eat this? <laughs> I tell oh. you. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and you give your guys loads of like chews and treats and mm. all things yummy, don't you? But what's your favourite? What would you? Re- what's your favourite one to recommend to people? 100% my favourite sort of chew for them it would be a beef tendon. Mm. I know. And the, Yum. I know. the thing is, because of that, the reason because of that is because that obviously, but I think treats with bones are great in the sense of um, non-weight bearing. So, you know, like you sometimes see people give like dehydrated leg bones. I think, oh God, like yeah. how the dog's teeth withstanding that massive thigh bone? But like, tendons are like soft as well as also being something that they can like stick at the back of their mouth and get a good chew yeah like no general worry about it being too hard too soft it's just it's an all overbalanced really good good. boys love them i buy big bags of them i buy like so can can Bo eat those if he's allergic to beef yeah yeah so he can maybe sometimes have a little bit of an like upset tummy up, but yeah. nothing that's like awful. It'll be like I suppose because it's not there's not actually much meat on there. Yeah, it's really then... not meat. It's more muscle, like and sort of like dehydrated muscle meat. So yeah, he's not too bad with it. But we do have like a massive box of treats that we buy in all one go, from duck to beef to lamb, and he's really good with lamb. So. He'll if I'm giving them both a treat, I'll try and sway it more approachable yeah. to his. But yeah, for for general dogs, beef tendons are definitely my number one. Treat. I don't think we've had those before, so it's definitely one we need to try. You should. They're so good. Yeah. Because um, you've got a big pack of. Sausages. Yep. Um, <laughs> the company that we use, um, Anko, is uh, they do one kilogram off cuts. Amazing. A massive um kilo packet of off cuts for like yeah. and it's oh, like, I think I've seen them advertised actually. So we got an off cut bag sometime like middle of last year and we're still making our way through. Oh my god. Because <laughs> they come and it's like this bag is one fifth of your weight. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird to think that the whole bag of treats is one fifth of the dog's one, weight. Too. Yeah. Okay, we'll make our way through this. We'll, we'll go through this slowly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Honestly, I've loved having you on I here. Know. Um, I could legit talk to you for oh, hours. <laughs> I know. I just looked at the time. Then I was like, "Hmm, oh, this has been kind of long." <laughs> but honestly, like we hundred percent need to meet at once. Covid's gone and hundred percent. I need to come up. I need to yes. Because I we holiday around the UK. That I yeah. Don't, I don't like traveling away from the UK without the boys. So I'm when stuff is back to normal. Yorkshire, the Lake District. Yes. Away and we will we will get together and we will do definitely. Things. Please, yes, please. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you.